0: so who the fuck are you oh
1: (laughs) god where do we begin
0: Anthony Tino, and this is Into the Paint podcast, a show where we talk about art and feelings. What even is art, man? It's all art, bro. You're freaking me out, dude. We've made it to episode number 10, 10 episodes under my belt, and I'm still standing. Looking back, it's nice to see how the podcast has changed and grown. I think going into this process, I was very much motivated by the thing that inspired me to start all of my personal projects, seeing that there was a gap somewhere, thinking that certain voices weren't being heard or that there was an insufficient critique of the art world or creative industries. With Into the Paint, the goal is honesty and vulnerability. And I guess at the start, I have expected the show to be long, angry rants against certain power structures within the creative landscape, And maybe there's still time for that. But looking back, I think the podcast is really underscored by a feeling of connection. Its vibe is more one of celebrating my guest's contributions and achievements, still being slightly curmudgeonly in the process. Now that 10 episodes have passed, I've heard the feedback, have appreciated the compliments. A cousin of mine uses the show as her sleep aid. Not sure how to take that one still not sure about this one, and maybe against my better judgment, I'm somehow okay with the idea that not everyone finishes every episode. I want to cater to those who want the deep dive, the deep read with an artist, and really want to avoid a paywall as much as possible, so I don't want to be putting extended episodes on a Patreon or something. Would anyone even pay to listen to that? Plus, I always feel like the conversation starts to get really good at around 45 minutes. And taking a listener on that journey, that crescendo, is kind of important. I appreciate if you are one of the listeners who regularly makes it through the episode. Even more appreciative of those who have been listening to most of the episodes. It sounds corny, but every like, subscribe, share really helps. We're still in our building phase. And at 10 episodes, I'm starting to think about how to sustain this practice. I'm starting to feel like my weekends are consumed by locking myself in my studio. And the irony is uh, that would normally be the time spent seeing art and having cultural experiences. But that's not to say I'm not getting out into the world. Recently, I did see a fantastic show curated by Ellie Hayes for Shape Arts, which opened in London, called Open All Hours think it just came down, um, but Ellie is someone to keep an eye out for, and Shape Arts is an organization that really champions lifting barriers to support disabled artists and does great work. As I've mentioned before, and I will mention on this episode, Bloomsbury in London is all of a sudden popping off with galleries. A Squire Gallery is worth checking out um, and is the project of Archie Squire which Fabio and I actually discuss in this episode. The gallery's third show in their brick and mortar just opened, featuring the work of Nina Porter, and I'm hoping to stop by that gallery this week. For those in New York, Thester Gates' Hold Me, Hold Me, Hold Me just opened at White Cube. Love Thester Gates' works, and I would kill to see this one. Then, of course, New Contemporaries just opened at Camden Arts Center, Hoping to make my way over there soon would be great to get some of those early career artists on the podcast. If you haven't already listened to the episode with Kira Blakey, director of New Contemporaries, that is worth checking out. Maybe you can have a little listen before you see the show. Doing a little cross-promotion here. This week's guest is the one and only Fabio Coverini. What can I say about Fab's other than the fact that he's truly fab? He is one half of Frank Radio Broadcast and the hardest working DJ of classic dance music soul R&B I know, a talented painter, a visual artist, a collaborator on the Baby Grace zine. Baby Grace has been mentioned a few times on the podcast, so apologies for the self-promotion. Fabio is a huge supporter of the podcast, and he and I sat down for an interview way back in late October 2023. Fabio and I touch on a lot of topics. We really get into the paint with this one. We talk about Northern Soul. We talk about DIY culture. We talk about his practice of going from being interested in illustration and fashion design to ultimately becoming a uh, highly in-demand DJ and all of the um, illustration work that he does along with that process. So I'm stoked to be sharing this interview this week. Here he is folks, Fabio Coverini. I am, right, I am exactly. in this whole situation. Like, uh, oh yeah, so let, let's <laughs> let's start with this. So northern, even just the idea of northern, right? Yeah. So, um, so you're from Nottingham, Ooh. right? Which is like Which is not north. That's not north, right? No, it's Midlands. Midlands. So, so northern soul is happening where? When when we say northern soul,
1: like Midlands North.
0: Okay. Really. Yeah. Like they just
1: they just I don't know why they called it Northern Soul, but yeah. Um really like Wigan Wigan Casino, which was the this venue, was like the mecca okay. for um uh for Northern Seoul. Um and it all kind of went around there. And basically every weekend everyone just went to one of these venues in these cities. Okay. Yeah. And they drive and no one no one drank. And if they did, it was very. It wasn't any, that wasn't that wasn't about it. That's interesting. They did diet
0: pills, which is yeah. basically speed. Right, right.
1: So it meant that they just were able to keep dancing.
0: There's a lot of. I mean, we would. I talked to Ben um, Golder in the first episode. We talked a lot about like hardcore, yeah, and how hardcore was like more or less like kind of a sober scene, yeah. And it's interesting, like yeah, there's just there's a couple music scenes that. Um, are really like just not few. i think or now actually I, th- I think younger people are just not fueled by substance in the no. same way that they yeah. used to be but no, absolutely. kind of thinking about music scenes from like the 60s onward it's like hard to or just how much people drank even in the in the in the 50s yeah. but no- again northern souls like kind of after that it's interesting to think about these scenes that were like not Really about that? No, you know.
1: Well, I think I think the it's one it's one of the things that I get on my high horse about in uh, events, particularly in event events like now. Yeah, where I think alcohol is and um, substance to say like, is like such a, a like main driving force that it actually loses it on. Uh, any of, any any of the actual enjoyment of what is actually being created, right, like right? I think I think electronic music has quite a it's a difficult one, where I don't think uh, people know how to dance to it, mm. and I think the the dancing part is for me the most important thing. Like right. I go out specifically to dance, right? Right. I personally don't see the point in going out without going there. Yeah, to that's dance. interesting. I would go to just a bar. Or something. If I'm gonna to go to a venue that's playing music, I'm there to dance.
0: But that's also very indicative of like the type of music then that you DJ, because I always think of, you know, your DJ sets or Frank Radio sets as being actually quite dancey. They get people moving. Yeah. And it, you know, it's interesting um, coming from a place where I actually think I came up. I should have liked all of the R&B stuff when I was a kid because yeah. my parents were obsessed with it. Oh, were But, they? but I think... Um, yeah, it's interesting. My parents were kind of, like, very into disco and stuff okay. like when that was happening.
1: Do you, do you think, though, then maybe you did the classic? like
0: Yeah, most... of course. I'm, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Yeah, I yeah. was, like, into the Ramones yeah, and the course. Sex Pistols yeah. and stuff. But I think, yeah, like, when I was younger, I kind of got into this and... I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to kind of reckon this now because now I really liked it. You know, dancing music and yeah. played a lot. Like learning bass, I always like the best stuff to play is like Motown and, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But for the longest time, I was really sort of like almost nihilistic about music, where it was just kind of like, like it couldn't have a beat. It was like anti music, you know. I, I, and I think that comes from kind of like being into kind of like anti-aesthetic sculpture and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And now I'm just like, what a fucking asshole I was. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's so much, um, it's so refreshing to 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 actually be, and I love coming to see the DJ sets that you do be, because they actually get me moving yeah. in a way that I think, um, well, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking a lot recently about how my relationship to to going out nights out is still this thing that i learned from being a teenager yeah right which
1: is most most people's way of doing yeah it.
0: and actually i feel like i'm trying to kind of like actively um yeah actively work against what some of my instincts are like yeah. i think my instincts are still like go to you know be attracted to really loud kind of undanceable music that gives you some kind of outer body experience but um but it's so much more fun to just like forget it, all that stuff and, yeah. and i think
1: the the thing that last night the northern soul night was that's exactly what it was there was nothing else other than just people dancing for the love of that, that right you yeah. had absolutely nothing else to yeah, do with it. Yeah. And, it's, and it's one of those where um, I think for some people that is isn't their cup of tea and that's fine. Um, but it's so fun.
0: Oh yeah. my God, Amazing. it's so fun. I like, want to like, like, go to the next please. one. Please. Yeah, yeah sure. we, we absolutely will. Like yeah.
1: I, I, my friend Nixie uh, found it and was just like, he knew that I was going to absolutely love it. Um, and but then we bought, we bought a couple of people who had no idea what they were going into. Yeah. Not a clue. Right. And just fell in love. Yeah. yeah and it's exactly. that. And, and I think, and for me, that's the, that's the interesting part about uh, art, mm. really. As say art in any form is finding something that you just really love. Yeah. And that's where, like, I'm a passionate boy. Yeah, I just. I would am. say so. I just am. You're a, pa- just like,
0: You're a passion boy. I'm a passion boy, for, <laughs> yeah.
1: for sure. Um, and anything that I can sink my teeth into, yeah. is is what what I wanna like. I wanna do, yeah. You know? And that's why uh, those types of music and those types of things resonate with me so much. Like I, like I went, I went through the kind of. Well, in the UK, we had a massive indie phase when I was growing up. Right, right.
0: Um, and who would that, that was like Arctic Monkeys? So you had Arctic Monkeys, you
1: had Libertines. like...
0: Libertines. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, you had like HardFi, you had, which they were a bit poppy, but still, was still there. Yeah. Um, and this is like Camden. Like scene, Maximo right? Park. I used mm-hmm. to love Maximo right. Park. Um, and yeah, 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 like the, the kind of Camden scene. Mm. Um, and I was all in that. Yeah. It was all in. But I like sure. the thing the thing that I find so interesting of that time was um it didn't leave the UK. Interesting. Like aspects did for sure. But the majority of the those bands did not leave yeah. the UK. Like right. it was really like its
0: own little bubble. Yeah. That we we only listened to that type of music well, for like, I don't know, like six years or something. Yeah, you know what's interesting is like I think And I might be wrong here, but I think one of the reasons the Arctic Monkeys uh, kind of made a splash in the States at some point was having to do with new labor policies. And I got some Arts Council grant or something. Yes, that's exactly Um, it. That was exactly it. And that funded their tour. And I, I can't help but think about how, I don't know, being sort of a policy... Person, right on the arts administrator side, yeah, I can't help but think about how it would just make so much sense for you know the UK is sort of in this stagnant moment right now, but yeah. the the thing that people always love about the UK is music, yeah, you know I mean going back to the fucking Beatles, yeah, right, I mean like. This is the, I think the best asset that the that the UK has. I don't understand. This is sad. It's sad. I don't understand why there's not like a more concerted policy in place. Why to, are we not? Why are we not prioritizing? Yeah, exactly. The the music and arts and people still come out of their way to come to the UK for festivals in yeah. the summer. Yeah, um, we're the biggest festival yeah, in the world. People so, like, come for for. Um, club nights and stuff. People yeah. come from Berlin yeah. to the UK for club nights yeah. and stuff. So, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's yeah. one of the most irritating things to yeah. see.
1: And I think, um, like this, and it, it's, we're still able, and I think all, all areas, but uh, the UK is still able to bring out amazing, amazing uh, genres. Hmm. New genres or interesting genres. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Like the, the, Newly titled alternative jazz, right? Because that's the new Grammy uh, uh, nomination. Is the that sort it's sort of adjacent to like neo soul. Well, yes, I think yeah. I, I think I think the alternative jazz, which I don't know if I like the term of it, but I think it works because it's the it's the amalgamation of the hip hop, soul jazz that. Uh, this generation in the kind of, over the last kind of 20 years has been inspired by. Inspired right. by their dad's a uh, mum's stuff, like um, soul soul records or jazz records, but then also then they have all of their uh, hip-hop records and um, putting that all together to make an amazing sound that isn't like a hip-hop jazz fusion. Yeah, It yeah. is its own sound. It yeah. is its thing. Like, like, um, like Yusuf Day's latest album. Mm. Um, that really kind of hits home on this certain type of certain type of sound and thing. And that was predominantly from like London. Yeah. Southeast yeah, London, yeah, yeah, really. Exactly. You know? That's where that's where that has developed. Like mm. like Ezra Collective winning the Mercury Music Prize mm. is a real moment to be like, that's just a straight out like hip hopy jazz event. If you ever if you ever want to see an amazing Uh, show go to theirs Mm. because it is just like all energy like all energy yeah but there there's no there's no one singing Mm. it's literally just you've got you've got the big drummer you've got the trumpets you've got the sax you've got the keys um, and they just make an amazing sound and I think I think that that type of like uh, new new sounds are still able to come through even when uh,
0: no one's no one's to, no one's supporting no one's really or, supporting yeah. it. like they are to a point but sure. like but, but, right. it, but it's a struggle yeah it's a struggle yeah. do you ever go to the albany for shows not really yeah because i you know i've been to a few there um and i guess for lack of a better um term um they were kind of billed to me as like uh neo soul right yeah. but i'm not sure neo soul is exactly the right uh, term, but I've seen a lot of great shows there where I've been, I've, and you know, my friend Paul, shout out to Paul, um, Paul Love Mane. Paul. Love Paul. Uh, Dr. Schick. Um, <sighs> great name. So Paul is, is sort of like really into this kind of corner of the, the music world, uh, especially like a lot of groups coming out of like Bristol. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And um and I remember just thinking to myself though that some of you know, the shows I've seen at the Albany that have been billed to me this way, I'm not like first of all, they seem incredibly welcoming to to the audience in a way that I just I can't really put my finger on it. It's just not like and it, it's just like I I couldn't imagine this happening in New York. Like... Oh, really? Actually, the way in which the genres blend in a way that is not like, oh, we're just going to, like, take... We're actually just going to kind of, like, pay homage to this and yeah. and blend and create something new has really actually been quite inspiring and has made me think, yeah, like, this is, this is a a real asset to kind of like at least a London cultural scene that I think is is worth celebrating and worth being kind of proud of like especially in that South London the South East
1: London bit and I think that's the thing of like me calling it a certain genre is actually uh, diminishing I think the uh, amazing artists that are what they're doing because it's kind of like you say that I think what's quite interesting is uh, a lot of events never feel like that you're going because you're going because you know it's jazz yeah. or you know it's going to be some some neo soul or whatever it is you um you go because you know it's just going to be an experience it has nothing to do with what like genre right it is. right right um and i think that's something that we we're quite good at um and i think also like there's still Massive scenes in uh, in like Nottingham, yeah, and uh, in Manchester and those types of those types of areas as well. With, with Bristol, of course, Bristol has its own. Basically, it feels like its own like music world, right there. Um, but it, but that, it, but it's actually quite interesting hearing it from the perspective of uh, New York, because I, because, because for, for someone who's only been once and needs to go again, but um only sees it with this kind of like fictitious world. Um or, or I'll always see it in a way that's like certain areas of uh of music, jazz, hip hop side, um, is so much better when I think actually now when I look when I look at it, all of the artists that I the British artists that I really like are going over now. Right. That's they're playing they're playing now. In LA, in mm. uh, like like Kamal Williams, um, who's been doing it for, for a long time, um, has now like kind of gone in with uh, Miguel At- Atwell uh, Ferguson, who's who does lots of composing things. Mm. He did he did an amazing um, uh, tribute to Jay Dilla, and did did classic Dilla songs, um, but with a live orchestra. Oh it wow! Was, it's one of the one of the most beautiful. Uh, albums like i've ever mm. heard um and i think i think that's the, the it, it it's it's kind of flipped itself a lot more than uh, maybe i um used to see it in a way that was like oh jazz and all of that new york is the best right where now actually i feel like people are seeing it in a different way and i'm not saying that yeah, the, we've the, kind i'm of not talked saying talked that the uk is before. the best and yeah. i I'm, I'm not going to do the classic where when you're from the UK you say you have the best music right right um but, so it, is, but it is yeah. but it is it is interesting seeing
0: how they're actually uh taking it from mm. um from the UK now. there's a lot of um I mean yeah there's a lot of genres like I think the classic one is thinking about like you know punk and uh, people are like it's from Detroit and you know uh, it's sort of like at a certain point it's like when you get so far away from its origins it's it's a little bit like well you know who's innovating with it right and and, it's like techno yeah right right like how how many
1: people actually know that it was created by three black black men in Detroit right in Detroit yeah. do you know do you know like it's right. that it's that it's that classic that classic one where it gets so
0: far far away that
1: sometimes people forget where it all began
0: yeah and actually yeah with techno I decide I definitely had to do um it, not being a huge techno person yeah. um same I I did my research recently and kind of um Got really into Juan Atkins, right? And who's kind of like one of the one of the pioneers of yeah. techno. But it, you know, at, and I listened to a lot of techno last winter when I was in Italy. Juan Atkins oh, really? and and the original Detroit stuff because I feel like in Italy was that in the house the yeah it yeah. was in the house and just in the headphones yeah, you yeah, know yeah, I yeah, just yeah, be, yeah. and I think there's this idea that. Um, like i think a lot of people are like techno is european right like yeah. i think they associate it with yeah, parts of eastern europe Yeah, or, like but right? like berlin yeah. is like the right the, where, where the majority of the nights are right which i think then people think is the home of it right right and for me i you know for me i i don't i guess i do feel i not precious about techno cuz but that's not really my world it's like no. my world has always been like punk is from Detroit for sure. Yeah. You know, like, I punk know. is the motor city. Punk is, like, kind of a... it Punk is a dark, angry, radical thing that came out of the 60s, actually, but was a little bit... It it lacked necessarily that optimism and was yeah. a little bit more nihilistic, but it's psychedelic rock from yeah. Detroit. Um, but at a, at a certain point, it's like, well, but then, you know, if the Clash are, you know... You know, taking influence from ska and reggae, and yeah. and that's their community and stuff like that. Um, and I think doing it, and we've had we've had deep conversations about Elvis, right? Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I you know, I, I think the Clash always did it in a way that seemed to me like a like an echo of yeah their community in London. And I think as a New Yorker in London. To sing its praise a bit, I actually think that people are a little bit more open to kind of like cultural osmosis here. Yeah. Yeah. I well, guess I, I, I like know. again, yeah. again, I'm saying yeah.
1: Like I don't I don't know I don't know
0: any other side of it. Right. So. Right.
1: Um and yeah, I've not, I've never really thought about it. I mean it. we don't
0: want to celebrate people like okay, we brought Elvis up, so we don't want to celebrate people co opting music from Another exactly. group and and, ma- and making making money, the money off and, of it, and right? not
1: and not actually
0: giving right. back. Right,
1: that's always that's always the
0: the big. So yeah, I just want to preface all of that with saying yeah. Um,
1: you know what I find actually quite interesting, just us just talking in a certain way about uh, different where things originated, is how influential Detroit is. That's on true On so many different right, areas Right And like There's uh, Like I, c- I can talk about Jay Diller for Years mm. Years I could just keep I could just keep talking about it um, But there's a book By I think it's Dan Harmon I might be wrong Called Diller Time um, And I would Highly recommend Anybody If they like hip hop Or if they just Are interested in the way That music Is created mm. uh, to, to read it But um it was it's really interesting just because at the start of it it talks about how Detroit was created like how the city was made interesting um yeah. and how the the way that it was built which was i think around like a a river or something like that um but like it it instantly put different areas like really um really deprived areas mm. and made it really difficult for them to ever expand or right. have, a, have a position right, right. which then just siloed made it things. just made yeah just yeah. made it so difficult um, and that's where all of that uh, all of those sounds came right, from right. You know? yeah it's yeah. all like from the soul from the punk yeah. from from the hip hop side of it you
0: know like um there used to be a, I, I mean when I went there a couple... I mean, this was not a couple years ago. This was maybe 2017 or something. Yeah. Um, Detroit had really had a, like, um, kind of like a prolonged period of depression. Yeah. Um, but, and people were, ba- people were basically renting out houses in the, old, like, around the Motown Mansion uh-huh. area. Um but people were in touch with some of those Detroit pioneers, and I, I went to like one, um, one house, and it was kind of like these DJ dudes, and and kind of trying to kind of keep the spirit alive while also being mindful of like implications of gentrification. Like yeah. it was a very it was a very delicate thing, but yeah. you get the sense that, and and this is maybe why I think techno techno has like torino has a huge techno festival that happens once yeah. a year yeah, yeah, yeah but i actually think that those two cities are very similar in the sense that their whole um their whole design is kind of based around the car and is based yeah. around like getting in and out fleets of enormous you know like uh of of car manufacturing you had the fiat factory in torino yeah. yeah um and then general motors in detroit and so it just it creates this really bizarre landscape where you can't get anywhere without a car uh uh-huh. right and even the motown mansion uh neighborhood um and uh, which i can't remember its name it just felt like a like a suburb or you're like where am i in a city right now am yeah. i in the suburb? Um, you could tell that there was uh, that that there wasn't that connected thing that you know exists in a place like New York or yeah. in a, even in a place like London. Um, I can go on about how I don't think London is that connected, but <laughs> um, I'm aware. I'm aware. Really. i But yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, Detroit is is really. Yeah, influence and the, and actually the art museum there is a great one too. And oh, I remember really? that I remember there was like I remember looking at a bunch of David Hammonds that was there and um yeah, it I I got the sense with Detroit when I was there that even though it had been through a lot that Detroit Detroiters were pretty uh like had just this amazing spirit like no one was really kind of like like it it was a really kind of like up not upbeat but like people were just like feeling good right with what with well it's 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 that uh
1: classic you can you you only have so much and you've got to make the most of what you've got right you know and you've got yeah. to fight you got to find the positives in anything that you you have unfortunately sometimes yeah. but fortunately as well because it it brings the the be- the best like you look you look at the uh, the best artists or the best certain situations they come from difficult times yeah it just it, it is just an aspect of it when everything's going well you are less likely to create something that maybe is a little bit more complex Mm. because you in your own mental health is pretty good and some of the art that i've made over the last five six years came from traumatic times Mm. and um I look at those traumatic times now and I'm like they weren't that traumatic. Sure. But still it was it it was an important growth for me to go through and I think um Yeah, I guess it, it's,
0: like emotional it's it is actually... It's actually right? it's,
1: exactly. Yeah. And I think it's actually kind of a beautiful uh way of um expressing how you feel or or not expressing how you feel expressing the the difficulties but also showing that there's positives. Yeah. And yeah. that can be done in different ways. It can be a very dark art thing, but mm. you're still creating something in that darkness. Yeah. That's the thing
0: that I think is so, for me, liberating. Right. And actually just speaking about making art, so, you know, DJing is obviously an outlet for you. yeah. But you also kind of like have this visual art practice. And I also wanted to ask you, like, was there ever... A time when, when you thought, oh, I'm gonna make music. like not that DJing isn't making music, but, no, but like producing ever, yeah, the right. thing.
1: Um well like I think the thing the thing that's interesting because our friendship's been three like three years. Three years, I think yeah. maybe. Um and there's quite a few people in that situation when it was in lockdown and stuff like that, where actually predominantly people might see my other practices as music related when I've never seen that. Interesting. It's always been art. Like I've, I've always, I've always I've, I've always, I've always been, I've always done visual art. Yeah. Um, if that's smaller things, if that's digital pieces, if that's larger paintings. Right. Um, but I'm also awful at like showing it, mm. like telling
0: people. Maybe. Cause yeah. I, cause I, cause <laughs> right. I, feel, cause,
1: I, cause, I always, cause I always feel quite like, I don't really think about it I was just a bit like oh yeah yeah of course yeah. I didn't um, but that that's that actually the way that I see myself mm. as like as a more of a visual artist right. than, than the the music side um, going back to like would I want to I would love to um, but I think I think for me right now I've got too many fingers and too many pies yeah I'm like yeah. I'm like don't don't take the piss Little right, bit, right. like like when well, those be like, oh yeah, I also, oh just, or like, you, know, let's just do- you know, I also, I also <laughs> produce music as well. You know, like I just it, there's there's a, there's a pretentiousness. to yeah, it yeah. it's already pretentious enough. Right, do you know right, what I mean? I'm yeah. aware
0: of when point. you have to be introduced by like multiple commas, yes, you know, like, DJ artists, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and yeah. I, I don't, fashionista, yeah, 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 Well, yeah, yeah, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't need, I don't need to keep creating this CV that just keeps going. You right, know? right, you know? right, yeah, um, yeah, but. I think that's. I think that's also something that's quite interesting, and like one of the reasons why it's quite nice doing this is going back and thinking about the art side of it, right? Because I, it's taken a massive back back burner, and I would love to go back into it a bit.
0: But you, so you, but you and, kind of do it, correct? And and what I was going to say is that, like, I think, I think even the way I, I'm thinking about this show, like. It, yeah, so, you know, to just some guy on the street, it's like, yeah, I have a podcast, but it's also been this thing that has thrust me back into thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm painting for it, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I think uh, I always look at um, Frank Radio as sort of like, um, like one of your total artworks, you Gesamtkunstwerk, right? Yeah, so it's absolutely, like, absolutely. It's actually a, uh, it's like a, a conduit by which, lovely. lovely. <laughs> We're writing the artist statement. Yeah, for yeah, this right. is real. <laughs> yeah, this is real. I'm ready to yeah. see this on like a really small little plaque <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> somewhere, like next to something. There's a QR code. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Frank Radio has become your Gesamtkunstwerk in the sense for that. Sure. You're creating the visuals for it. You've developed a very um, unique visual style. Yeah, but also you, yeah. So you're doing these kind of like digital paintings, but then at the same time you're also still. um, I mean, I see you posting like watercolors or or things all the time. So you're still like, and that's really your practice is in is traditionally in painting, right?
1: Yeah, kind of. So like, so I. I didn't go. I, I didn't go to uni. Well, I did for six months mm. um, and studied fashion design, um, and it just wasn't right for me. Right, timings wasn't right. Other things like that.
0: But you studied fashion too. Yeah, right. I fashion. Okay, cool. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to go into. Yeah, um, and so you had to take like foundation art courses. Did did not foundation okay. first, yeah. which is kind
1: of the reason why I like make things. Right, because because that that course. Lets you just openly think about Just like Just do it Right And just make something Yeah yeah. Um, and then I Yeah then I left Left uni Went back to Nottingham And just started working And where did
0: Where of, did you go to uni again? Oh uh, Westminster Westminster, Westminster. West Okay Westminster well. but it was in Harrow Okay Because their art bit It was in Harrow and how was that awful awful Awful. okay no judgment on harrow or
1: wembley no judgment i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna i was in wembley the other night what
0: a weird place i was i was there i was there not yeah yeah.
1: it's very difficult to get
0: to yeah unbelievable that ikea too not not gonna recommend just go to greenwich if i
1: i feel like you're getting to a point where you're gonna have to uh do uh every IKEA in, in the yeah UK. for every episode.
0: The, the, that's like a mini portion. <laughs> yeah, is like, just so you know,
1: this is the IKEA in
0: Nottingham. Yeah. the IKEA in Nottingham's pretty Fish good. Fish and chips, bad. not great. Not great. Yeah, not great. Hot dog, uh, strong. <laughs> pretty good. Strong. Pretty good. hat um, but okay. So you only lasted. I last. I lasted a really short amount of time. Okay.
1: Um, financially, it was sure, very difficult. Right. The course. The course is a really really lovely course and like the 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 lecturers were amazing the uh art illustration lecturer uh Richard and I've completely forgotten his name, his surname which is really bad but um he was one of the most inspira- inspirational teachers that I've ever had he really let me kind of like create my my uh, type of drawing yeah i think before that um i always tried to like emulate like lots of different people, but particularly predominantly my mum. My mum is um was a fashion designer, still makes oh, lots of art. Wow. Um has a has a business with my sister, which is all about um making like personalised like cards. Right. Like, got got into that way, but like such a talented artist. But kind of more graphic. It, yeah. More or... yeah, more more realistic. Yeah. yeah. Mine okay. is definitely not. Um and uh, just, just the the comfortableness of the of the way that she's able to draw mm. was always like I always saw that and was like, oh, I am not doing that, right? Um, and it wasn't until this one person came to me and kind of was like, do it the way that like I did lots of blind drawings and they were like, do that, yeah, that looks that's you, That's do that, mm. and ever since then I've been able to kind of kind of do that, um, but left yeah left uni. And then just started working um, in retail full-time. Right. Just doing, doing that part of Back it. Back in Nottingham. Back in, yeah. yeah. And then uh, then moved to London. Um, and that was ten about 10 years ago. Um, but the... And I was always doing things as like a, a side mm. thing. But not nothing really... Like I was doing some drawings just for myself and whatnot. And it wasn't until I met my friend Dominic, um, who is damn. Now. Don't, yeah you, you, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um absolute incredible incredible man um who now lives uh, in australia um but when i met him it completely changed the way that i see creativity mm. because he was just so openly just do it and he also didn't have a art background like a, an educationally like
0: educational art background right um, not it's sort of an academic artist exactly right? yeah
1: exactly and both of us weren't and we just started like just painting
0: but you are just auto for the sake, just yeah, for the sake sure but you you are autodidactic in the sense that like regardless of yeah there not being an art school background I mean you're certainly like I feel like you're um, you've done the you've like done the academic bit art uh, kind of through your own looking and pr- you yeah. know like well, yeah I,
1: so like my mom
0: yeah right
1: my my mom my mom always took us to art galleries um always kind of that was it was never it was never gatekeeped it was never a thing where it felt like it was like really really far away yeah it was just like art was a part of our lives like the, the like um the coffee table books yeah that we have um And now I have, which is the bane of my life. Every time I move in London, of course. Oh, me too. Oh, my lord! Shit. Um, And records too. I like. Uh, I like. I couldn't pick. Two worst things to have, like a record collection and art books. It's like yeah. is is the single most ridiculous thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I just, I just don't know. I just don't. know But
0: in Nottingham, like where would you go? Were there certain institutions, yes. certain galleries? So, you go? so you no. had.
1: So, um when I was growing up, there wasn't that much. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, there's like Lakeside, which is this really uh, lovely park it's beautiful, beautiful park's on uh, the Nottingham uni campus because um, there's two universities in Nottingham right, right. which is which makes it quite a cultural space yeah um, but that that always had like some like smaller but interesting art stuff that we would always go like. Mum always took us to things that were just like creative in a certain way, mm. so we'd go to that, and it's just like a nice little thing. Um, and then we have the Nottingham Castle, which right. Is where the Sheriff of Nottingham lived. You know, isn't there the also
0: because um, with work, um, th- there was a there was a collaboration with um, a historic house outside of Nottingham called um, Newstead Abbey. Yeah. And and that also does some kind of like contemporary, yeah, absolutely intervention. A lot, a lot of them, a lot of and, them do, and like yeah. and that's
1: and like the Nottingham Castle. It's a very very classical thing, but then it also has some amazing uh, collected art, right? As well in right, there, right, which is something that we always because there always are collections
0: in their own right. Yeah, and
1: then and then there's, um, Wollaton Hall, mm. which I think you would love. Really, you would love it. So it it's the you know Wayne Manor, Batman. Yes, that's Walton Hall. Oh, okay, no way. Because,
0: because uh, Bruce I, I, Wayne.
1: Because Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Um It was a Nottingham boy. Is, no, is Wilfred um, there, or uh, yeah, is yeah it Alfred.
0: Or oh, no, it's Alfred. Right? It's Alfred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look yeah, at, yeah. Look, look, look at us two, like,
1: uh <laughs> Specialist Batman. Yeah. Um But the reason why is the original. Um, one of the original illustrators of Batman was from Nottingham. Okay, and he oh, always no way. saw
0: Wayne Manor as Wollaton. Hall, Holy shit! Which is
1: a, that's a good
0: factor. because I, I like always that. used to think, oh yeah, Batman, that's fucking that's New York. W- but it, which right? which, yeah. which it
1: is. But I guess the guy was from Nottingham and yeah. lived in New York or, some, okay. or something. Okay, again, right. don't there's, quote me on a this. Cultural... I like I'm always I, this, this is this is one of the things that <laughs> I was always nervous about doing, going onto a podcast where I'll, I'll come out of a claim. Yeah, exactly. and like it's one of those where. Um, maybe we're in a good situation that we're we're early on. Yeah, exactly. I don't, there's
0: not gonna be too many comments. I, I haven't like, really opened uh, up the I, comments. Um, excuse me.
1: <laughs>
0: that was actually where the Joker lived. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, Waterton Hall is this like the, there's Wollaston Park, which is like basically um, it's incredible when you think about it. Like Nottingham's a big city anyway. Wollaston Park is like in the middle, pretty much the middle of like. Uh, Nottingham, okay, and you can kind of enter it from different areas of the city, like mm. it just like because it's big, it's a big spot of it. So you come in from different different ways, okay. which is really really cool. Right. And then they've got um, and it's deer. We have deer there, right? As well, which amazing. is just like a really really amazing. Place.
0: People love coming to see the deer. I the mean deer, that 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 gets people through the, the door. C- absolutely, so to speak. yeah, yeah, multiple doors. Yeah, well. exactly. Um,
1: but Wollaton Hall had old taxidermy, mm-hmm. and I grew up of just going to. This, this place yeah and they, they used they still do but they had um, they used to have like a big gorilla or and then like a life size um, giraffe yeah and that was just like a thing and that's from like the 40s or something like that I think that they had they had it like all of it was old like, yeah, yeah there ain't yeah. no new taxidermy in there right right um, but all of those little things meant that creativity was just always there yeah so like you say I maybe haven't got the academic qualifications. Let's just say it in that way. Sure. Ending it in a, in a qualification or something, mm. but because of the way that my my mum and and my and my grandma and grandpa as well um, brought me and my sister up, it was always in in us.
0: Yeah, it was always in well, us. Well, I think you know. Yeah, I think one of the things that we're, or at least I'm trying to, I'm trying to create space on this show to. Uh, to have conversations about creativity that maybe don't sound like uh, the conversations that happen in an institutional environment, right? And this is not to necessarily make a judgment call on the validity or importance of institutions, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I think it's becoming less and less, um, or maybe... To put it simply, like, I think the over-professionalization of the art world is is to the creativity's detriment sometimes. Absolutely. Right? Where it's like, I think, you know, if you want to come out of an art program and kind of go straight to gallery representation, or you want to kind of take this very clear trajectory of arts administration, you it's almost impossible to do it without um those academic qualifications yeah. having said that i you know i think we we're sort of uh missing you know missing something here where i think a lot of a lot of art that is actually canonized yeah. now or you know art that resonates with us uh you know people aren't moved by something based on someone's qualifications, you know, like yeah. the, the emotional content of art and culture is something that it's kind of, it's either there or it isn't, you know? I,
1: I yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And I think for me, sometimes the way that institutions are uh, set up means that a lot of people that ha- should have a voice or, Um, do have a voice and they have really amazing things to to show and be a part of um, don't have the don't have the power to to get it out there. Yeah. And I think um, I think I think I think it's interesting and I think the you like kind of like you were saying about um, this podcast and having uh, having the option to kind of bring people in like I've always and this is this is this is a always a ridiculous thing to say sometimes, but I've always never really classed myself as an artist. Mm. Just because of the academia. Mm. Because I never have the academia. I've always... It's taken me a really long time to get to a point where I didn't feel like I was a phony. Mm. I see. Because people have to have the... What school did you go to? Mm -hmm. And that was the thing. And it wasn't until I met Dominic and... um, we started making things and we realized that we could just do it mm. and it's 10 times more liberating like it was so we so we, we went under the umbrella Jago right um, which um the name of it has no context which sums me and him up to the highest. <laughs> There's of no me. meaning there. The, yeah. the meaning is, and I, I think i still I think I I, <laughs> I carry I carry it around with me all the time. One time I was at his his warehouse studio. But you made things together, right? We made we yeah. made things together. So basically what happened was we um we got a friendship and we just we vibed instantly. And then um we wanted to stop making art and I never really was doing it, and he had a studio space. Um so for I would say for a solid two years, basically like every Tuesday, I'd go over to his after work mm. and we'd paint. Right. There was no, like, it, we didn't even really, initially, we didn't even really talk that much. Mm. Like, we'd just paint a lot, listen to some music, then we'd stop, he'd have like a cigarette, or, like, like it's, it's like, it still resonates with me, like the space, <laughs> yeah. like, we'd like, he'd sit have a cigarette. I'd be like there at the side of it um, and we'd chat about like other things, nothing about the art and then go back in and then make it all. Had this massive body of work and we looked at it and was just like, there's an exhibition here. Yeah. There's an exhibition here and instead of us looking at it and being like, but we're not, We can't do that because uh, we don't have the representation. Yeah, we didn't go to goldsmiths, um, and we we're we're not connected to a art gallery, so we need to do it in an art gallery. We just looked at it and was like, we know a place which was a place in uh, there was a place in Tottenham that was called Grow. Grow. It's called Grow because there's like a few other Grow things, and I. don't, I, ne- I actually never knew if they were connected or not. But basically, there was The Cause. Yeah. Which, you know The Cause now, like, it's a venue. But previously, it was in Tottenham. And before all of the flipping high-rises have, has happened, um, there was these, like, three venues that were around there that were so interesting and so cool. Mm. Yeah, the Cause, which was very more techno-based, like it's, it's like a caged DJ Oh like, wow! Really, really great. Um, and then next door was Grow, which was more of a kind of workspace, um, more community led. They had like a garden, that's why it's called Grow. Um, but we then uh, Dominic knew the people who were running it, and we were like, "Well, why don't we just do an exhibition here?" Mm. So that's it. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, it, it was only on for a night.
0: Uh, when was or this? two nights?
1: Two nights. When was that? This, this was.
0: I'll, I'll have to find it, um, but. We um, Be- because I remember when I when I met you, right? And I yeah. was introduced to you through Annie, yeah. my ex. Yeah. Um shout out to Annie. Shout out to Annie. Um she was like, Oh yeah, I went to Fabio's opening, like a paintings. Yes. So, so I'm wondering so, Yeah, if so this, this is was the so it was girl.
1: actually the same venue. Okay. That was a group show. Yeah. Um that was a group show that I did just before COVID. 100, right, 100, I think hundred percent, hundred percent. Ricky Gums gave everyone COVID. Then. Yeah, and <laughs> shout, shout out shout to Ricky, Ricky Gums, to Ricky.
0: our scientist, our friend doctor, I do- gave- <laughs> I, a doctor
1: who gave everyone COVID. Um, um,
0: but I, I think, yeah, that must have been the one because uh, I remember Annie was in London at the time, and I remember you showing me those paintings. I was introduced to you yes. as a painter. Right. Me, yes. yeah, 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 exactly. Right, right, that's yeah. That,
1: that. That's the interesting part because, yeah. like, I feel like I feel like it shifted mm. after COVID. Yeah, it right. shifted into this music thing that went into it. Um, Two thousand and eighteen was okay, that first. Was that yeah, first? Yeah, yeah. Was that first exhibition?
0: Um, um, do you remember? Because I think what's what you know the first interview we did with. Um, uh, I say we As if we're, know we're know a what? bigger thing what? Than just also, the one also, fucking schmuck also, With a computer.
1: Also I kind of I like it Because I hear we And I'm like I'm part of this Yes. Which I kind of feel like I am anyway Because we, 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 we've spoken about this but I don't know how right, long I know so. <laughs> um, But yeah uh,
0: but I was talking You and about, your team uh, Me and my uh, trusted staff yeah. When we were talking to Ben Golder He was talking about a place in Dalston um, and i think that you know ben has a similar trajectory um you know kind of from sheffield yeah. moved to london yes. and there was a place called doomed gallery yeah. in dalston which yeah. had a very heavy emphasis on kind of self taught artists yeah. working class it was, artists it was really, it was really interesting hearing
1: yeah. hearing that as cuz cuz i knew i've known of that art space but never really knew like the creation of it and all the people that were connected to it so it was really interesting that that it was like a scene yeah Yeah, and I think definitely that had a similarity Um, because Dominic was in the warehouses Mm. warehouses in Tottenham and then also there was the warehouses in Manor House um, that art scene was really interesting because it was very like self-made right Um, and that gave us the opportunity to feel like we could do it
0: did it did it seem kind of also unbranded absolutely yeah
1: and it, it and it was it was like separate from anything else that connected to the art world yeah um but it was so liberating it was it was the it was the it was the realization that you can just do it yeah and i think i always get a bit nervous that i sound a bit like high and mighty or a bit um and I, I, I project, I project myself onto. I try to project myself onto other people because I always tell people, just do it. Yeah. Just, just do it. And I think it was like, it was that first time because when we made it, we like created this whole um, exhibition that was about a fictitious city that was in turmoil, and each art piece was relating to um, the uh, the kings, the leaders of the space. Um, and then the people who were revolting against it, um, and, um, it was, it was when Brexit was happening, mm. um, or happened. Um, and yeah, it was just like this moment where we, we did it and we kind of, we stood there and we had like a big crowd of people, like a real amazing turnout. Um, and we both just looked at it and was like, yeah,
0: yeah, you can just
1: do it. Right. You, can, you literally can just like put something on, and I think for me, it was the realization that that's what everybody does. It's just some people have more press, more money, mm-hmm. but when it all comes down to it, those types of events are just events. Yeah, like it it does not change. It's like it's it's this. Yeah, it's this. It's it's any type of creative space of, and it's the thing that I think people get really uh, like in their heads about is where you don't. Um, you don't feel like you can do it because you don't have the uh, the infrastructure for it, or something like this. When actually, the people who do have the infrastructure are still just making it.
0: Yeah, that's it. I I worry sometimes about like looking at um, I okay. So I think the I think the American system. Uh, is very just do it because there's like no government support whatsoever. Yeah. Right. So people just kind of do shit. Yeah. Um, and, but then that leads to this wild West scenario of like, you know, certain artists getting to the top because of various privileges. And sure, right. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I, I, I do want to add a little bit with me saying, just do it. Of course. I know that, uh, I have quite a privilege of a situation to be like a um, a cis white male, right? Do like like just, just just as a thing of being like I I have a comfortableness to be able to to do something like that, sure, um, and still have enough like not a lot of finance, but enough to be able to put that on like put put a situation like that on. Yeah, I know that that there is a level of privilege that is is there. Um so I do see that some people might struggle with that. Yeah. Um yeah. But I always want to kind of hope that it's it's more of like a it's like the idea of it is being like, put yourself, like put yourself out there. Like right. create what that is. That can just be you just doing some drawings and taking pictures and putting it somewhere
0: or selling them. And and actually I, I, I mean I think that to be to be less myth- misanthropic than I normally am, I actually think Stop it. <laughs> I actually think that you know a, a lot of art appreciators right now are are looking for projects that are not coming from you know the the voices and communities that have historically dominated the art worlds yeah. right like I think people are interested in in. You know, supporting and looking at you know queer people of color. Absolutely. Um, you know, you know, works coming from these communities. So in, in in a way, you know, I I see what you're saying, which is kind of like the the just do it. Are we going to get sued by Nike? I know, now? I know. Like, I realized I said gonna, it, like... and I'm like, "Wow!" Like, I really like pushing. I pushing think if it. we get a cease and desist, that would be a that would be a win for the show. Actually, absolutely, but, yeah. You'll yeah, get the press. Yeah, get the exactly. Press. Sure. I think.
1: I think as well. Now I can't stop thinking that I want to just keep saying, "Just do it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's now yeah. in my head. It's really difficult.
0: But I think um, to circle back to what I was going to say before, I think, yeah. I think you know, at least the way I've I've always created um and you know when i think about like the big the big projects i've worked on yeah endless editions fully booked um it's always been yeah and again like fully booked you know when i did that i i had you know a job at griffin editions that gave me a little bit of extra money to put towards yeah printing and doing a flight to go to dubai and staying in a hotel for a week um but I, I, think, I think what I worry about with a couple, you know, just from like a policy perspective and also, and this is not to, not to knock the Arts Council England that much, but it's a model that is being kind of like replicated around the world, yeah. which is this kind of like, if you don't have that funding, then you're kind of at a standstill yeah. where I actually think that... Um, That can create then create a kind of a mental block, or to say, like, well, you know, how do we move forward with this? Um, you know, people who are part of this studio, um, uh, Lillian Wilkie started a you know, a bound art book fair in Manchester, which uh, you know, I'm going to be doing, and that was just kind of like a you know, a let's do it thing, too, because there would you know, and kind of the north being like semi-under resourced. I mean, I think they're I I don't want to speak for Lillian. I I think they they've kind of figured out a way to support it, but um What date, what dates that? Uh that is November 25th and 26th. Just, yeah, exactly. Um but, you know, I I do think it, it's been interesting working in this cultural space in the UK where I've never had like I, I've never had government funding for anything right so it's all to me it's all a yeah like either either it's something that you feel is so important that you have to do yeah or it's just not and i think to me that's always the that's always the threshold it's not really like do i have do i have funding for this thing it's like is this idea does it seem kind of important or urgent or something? Yeah. You know, and then that's always the thing that makes me, um, that, you know, kind of pushes me. Like, you know, I think about the art fair I did in in Italy last year with Ambrosia and feeling like there was actually this moment of... um, of like really intense kind of transphobia. Oh, really? In well, definitely in Italy, there was like. Um, but you felt, but you felt that at the fair. I didn't or feel. It, or no, it no, more, no. Or was I, it
1: more just? It was more just culturally. It just felt like it was there. Yeah,
0: we did. We were not received with transphobia, uh, which right? would have been slightly. Yeah, that would have been weird have been for weird, the art you, world to yeah, be yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. But it the the work felt urgent because you know. Georgia Maloney was just uh, elected kind yeah. of like really right wing government. Yeah, in Italy having, you know, having a friend who is is very, you know, on the kind of a national stage with drag work and being kind of now this advocate for trans rights in yeah. Italy. Yeah, it seemed like the the thing that pushed me through that project was the the kind of. The urgency of the material, yeah. right? And yeah, definitely spent too much money on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but but if you love if you
1: if you love doing what that is, then and you and you have the opportunity to do that, right? Then fantastic. Right. And I think that's that's where it is. I think, I, like all the way back to the way me just doing Jago, is the whole reason why, like. Like I'll 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 gush over Dom Forever and ever Because I just I think And and he's still making His His practice has changed Completely to what We were doing Um, What's he doing now? So he's He's just done A masters in Melbourne Okay interesting Or he's doing it I think it's two years Mm -hmm. Don't quote me and I'm so sorry, Dom, if I got that wrong, because um, I'm gonna have to tell him to listen to this. because I've 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 speak
0: about him at for this most point. Of time. Yeah, it'd be it'd be rude not to. Dom is um, like another guest on the show. Like, at this point. if I'm honest,
1: you should definitely definitely get him on because yeah, it'd be yeah, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but his his practice has gone in a lot more of a conceptual art. Okay. Um, and a lot darker than what we that oh, what we what we had. Um, and it's it's amazing it's beautiful um we'll put links yeah I think we'll put links yeah we'll link to, link to Dan. Li- links to it because it is it's amazing um but um I lost my train of four. um oh yeah Jake so with with um with jago and then it doing all of those it basically subsequently meant that i just felt comfortable enough to feel like i can just make things and it not to feel um judgment yeah from it right um and that has been doing the jago stuff um i've done a lot of work with um my friend kevin and we um it, it went off a little bit but we we did we did some art practice stuff in lockdown which was really amazing we took um he lives in manchester um and me in london and we would like send uh, kind of like, like, a a like a mail thing, thing yeah. We oh, send cool. a file yeah. Either we send a file Digital file Or other stuff And we keep sending it And just adding layers Every single time mm. um, And Those types of situations Going into then uh, Working with uh, Group Brazil Which is a record label um, Run by Moriachi Amazing producer um, And CL Brooks A rapper Doing doing his, like, his Creative directing For his, one of his albums And stuff right. All of that stuff I sh- like in theory if you're going into it I shouldn't be allowed to say yes I say allowed is a quotation mm. thing because I don't have the the background or the thing well, and I think but right. I I, I, it meant that like because of the previous stuff I felt comfortable enough
0: to be able to turn around to someone and be like yeah I think this yeah, gets back it. to actually the bigger conversation about privilege in the art world yeah. right so where i think the practice that you have created for yourself is one that like is especially when you're dealing with painting right or yeah. like a pra- like an illustrative practice yeah. like this is um and i've been talking to a lot of people about this recently like this is a medium that is almost exclusively consumed by purchased and regulated by the one yeah. percent right yeah so when you're dealing with your that you know your practice being kind of uh like rooted in painting it's sort of like how are you going to create outlets for yourself to maintain creativity and I actually think that going with you know sort of like these platform building or um uh you know whether it be with your Dj set is actually a great way to do it because it's like you're you're actually allowing the work, um, kind of real accessibility. Yeah. and I and I also think like we're kind of at a moment in time where people are like, like asking questions about like how accessible is work in public institutions. Yeah, but I mean even, like even beyond that like is the public institution necessarily the most accessible format for our you know us to consume these things well i think i i think it's it
1: now no and i think me talking about the art galleries and all the other things i want to actually just side note because i didn't talk about it in nottingham um when i was growing up there was in those places now they have the Nottingham Contemporary. Right, right, yeah. Which you would love. Yeah. It's it's an amazing and it's free. Yeah, I free have space to get to Nottingham. It yeah. is incredible. And they always have amazing exhibitions and they always like do do a lot of different events and things. Yeah. Um and that has completely changed the the culture in there as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's um You know, like there's, there's 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 a lot there's a lot of those um those those spaces. Um someone
0: that I'm having on the show in a couple of weeks, my friend Jazz Sawali... Um, works at a gallery called Backlit Gallery. Backlit. Um, I think it's Backlit Gallery in Nottingham. Oh, okay. Um, I'm the thing, the thing yeah, is, I think the yeah, I mean, I'm ten years. I right. know. it's changed you're, so much. You're out the game. I am. I am out of the game. Yeah. People are
1: always like, oh, where should I go in Nottingham? I'm like, your guess is yeah, as good as I mine. It's, I have no idea. How really I'm starting much. to feel
0: about New York too. Really, People are like, yeah. Or, you know, when people like, there's like this whole city and they're like, where do I eat dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Just go out. Yeah. I have no (laughs) idea. And the (laughs) thing thing
1: is like, like when I, when I left, it was still like, it was redeveloping quite a lot. Yeah. And a lot of places closed down and it was was quite, it it, it was, it was, it was a dark space for a while in Nottingham. Right. Um, uh, and they've put in so much in, in certain aspects, certain things. It's still, still, still aspects are a bit difficult, but um, culturally it's completely changed. That's
0: great. I mean, not yeah. So like it's got go a rough same, trade. Yeah. Well, once you have a rough trade. Well, there's only,
1: I don't know how many rough trades there are in the world, but I think there's only like five. Or yeah, something like yeah. That. And one of them's in Nottingham. It's yeah. like, what? Right. Like, it's really interesting. It's like, it's great. Yeah. So that's, that's shifted. And I think it's, I think it's.
0: Yeah. Um, once, so. once the flat white gets to your. Right neighborhood you're basically well yeah I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> tr- I'm intrigued where you're gonna go yeah. basically so like made it i don't know about made it but uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but no i know what you mean i know what you mean and i think that's like it has it has changed so much it's, it's also like um yeah how um and i think this is maybe a question that people should be asking right now you know with the backdrop of kind of like leveling up yeah right it's like how do some of these policies contribute to culture right to to having outlets for like kids from nottingham to go and see art well, this, Just, this, this, and, this, this and how it. do you not contribute to gentrification
1: this this is exactly where i went when i went on tangent because i love tangents um it, it's so difficult now growing up i was still able to go to so many art spaces that were free and uh, you could even, you could even just walk into an art gallery, have to pay a ticket. Yeah. But you just walk in and you know that you can go and you don't have to worry about sure, it. Sure. Yeah. Lockdown ruined that. Right. Because what happened was the venues felt like they had to get tickets and they haven't changed it. Mm-hmm. They keep this thing that's like tickets are like such a, such a thing that's like the major ones. Like I'm, I'm, I'm predominantly talking about the major ones, but um the major like art galleries in, in London, but it's, it's meant that the price of them, as well, is so expensive that, and there's no like discount like there is in so many different European countries. Right, like right. I think, I think in like the Louvre and like certain points, like if you're a student, you get it yeah. discounted
0: or you're free. The Louvre was like a fiver yeah. the last time I. Was and you're, like there you're free if you if you're a right.
1: student or whatever. Yeah. Um, we don't have that, mm. and we're missing out on so like, like I don't go to art galleries anymore. Yeah. I just don't right. do it. Right. And it's such, sh- and like and and that was that was my thing in London. Yeah, I would go on a weekend, and I would potentially be lucky enough to have a take card or something like that. Mm. And that even became a problem. Yeah. Like it's, it's bad now, but like you still had to book for it. Mm. And maybe I'm just a bit too lazy with well, it. But I I want an impulse yeah. art. Art for me feels like it needs to be quite like an impulse thing. The things that I make is all always very impulse space, uh, yeah. and, we'll, and we will have to talk about it because we've got, we've got yes, what we did together absolutely you know and
0: that was very impulse based. we're going to get we're going to get there don't, 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 don't jump ahead worry. of me don't but you worry I was actually going to say you know um, optimistically yeah because you know I'm a huge optimist uh, okay I've, I've both claimed to be optimistic and not misanthropic yeah uh, you're real um, you're real you're, com-
1: you're coming out you're coming out with some claims here so
0: a couple of weeks ago there was so there's a Um, a person called Archie Squire, who is an amazing curator. Uh And I worked with him on something at Camden Arts Center. He was, he's uh, really into Forrest Bess, who was this kind of, I don't want to use the word outsider artist, but he lived in Texas and um, was just like, kind of the self taught painter yeah. who had gallery representation in New York but was also really interested in this kind of like genderqueer space but didn't have the didn't have the vocabulary to even put it that way, but was writing letters to Carl Jung okay. about kind of like this um this like spiritual aspect of um like non gender. Right. Um, so Archie has done major research into Forest Best. There was this great show at Camden Arts Center. That's how I met Archie, and then um, and I just love saying Archie. Yes, yeah, right. Good. Yeah, it, it works with your. It works as with well. me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Archie has done a couple like pop up shows of of like contemporary artists who are kind of like have this Forest Best thing about them where it they're like. You know, not quite established yet, and or but still have this like amazing kind of ethos about them. But so anyway, Archie just opened a, a space in Bloomsbury, and it's like a Squire Gallery. Okay. And Archie's going to be so embarrassed that I'm talking about him so much on this episode. <laughs> but um, there was like a Bloomsbury gallery night a couple of weeks ago okay. that I went to because you know I work in Bedford Square, and. It actually, for the first time since I've been in London, felt like um, one of these gallery nights in the Lower East Side where it was just kind of like gallery to gallery, little spots. It used to be like that. Yeah. When and, I, I, I remember it. And I was like, Bloomsbury?
1: Like, yeah. Well, no, I don't I didn't know Bloomsbury, but like Brick Lane. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. First Thursday of the month, it'd be they'd have, they'd have a new... Uh, but it actually
0: did. it kind of seems like I don't know um I mean there's this show is all about talking about issues in the art world. Yeah. But uh that night felt really good. That's it felt great. like and yeah. and and it actually and I think Archie's a good person to kind of shout out in this episode because I don't think Archie's waiting for anyone to tell him that he can start his own gallery yeah. or that he can be a curator. I know that there is, you know, I know that Archie has like academic background in that, but I'm inspired to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, like, I, you know, I, I think I've spent so much time being like, where is it that like when you're actually confronted with it, sometimes it's like, oh, you don't even know what to do yeah 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 yeah, yeah. classic yeah Um, and then I went to my first um I went to my first like late Tate uh huh how did you find it I actually had a great time it's great yeah
1: it's amazing I think it's good and that that part of it incorporating the younger the music that things um I think it's fantastic. Felt really energetic. I think that's yeah. really, I
0: think it's really, really exciting. I think a lot of the times I don't go to those things, not because I don't find them interesting, but I think that like in my own brain, I'm like, I'm a 75 year old man. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's for young people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. For, Forgetting yeah. that I'm still, still kind yeah. of a young person. I,
1: I like, this is like, bless the people Listening to us right now because like I'm 30 and like and then and, and I'm I'm i about to say a sentence that should never come out of my mouth, but um like I can remember back like five years ago, six years ago when um I was with uh there was like a there was a, I had I had a few friends uh my friend Matt you don't have friends <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> sorry this fact is true. true um uh but yeah my my friend my friend Matt. Um, Shout out Matt Moran amazing photographer yeah incredible Um, and Jack Storan incredible photographer Um, they both used to do like the art gallery stuff and go to all of those types of events and I can remember I like at that point being like 24, 25 I did feel like I was like in that I do feel a little different now like I know it's only five years and I'm not saying that I am actually an old person or anything but I do feel that shift of like it being a bit of a, a younger yeah, a young, a younger pop, but it's so important. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um I think just touching on the Bloomsbury, um, I think one thing that's quite difficult, and I think there is a uh, it, for me it's the underprivileged people having the opportunity to openly and actively be able to see art. Mm. That's the thing that I think is really difficult because yeah. um like I'm not from an affluent background. Mm. Um but my mum always gave us the opportunity to go and see amazing art and we had that we we had the opportunity to do that because a lot of it was free yeah um but the when i realized that the um the art gallery spaces that are for uh, for selling have so many art, artists in and that's all free completely changed the way that i was looking at art yeah because it didn't need to be in a massive museum, exactly. Yeah, you actually go and you see see lots of art and you see that thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, I feel like uh, younger people need to kind of have the opportunity to go to those to those places. Yeah. Um, but of course, we're really lucky because we're in London. Well, it, okay. And that's so. also that's also a massive part. Yeah. Like, you go, you can go to. But then also, you you feel like you, you're not you shouldn't be in there. You Should you're allowed to, but you feel like you shouldn't be in there because you're not going to buy it, or you're a lot younger, or it's I don't know. It, it, yeah. it always it always it has a a, a certain feeling. There was a there was an
0: artist in New York, um, and I'm going to have to put this in the credits of the show, yeah. but um, who did a whole photo series of all the galleries in Chelsea. And it was just the reception desk. Yeah. And it nice. was always like a tulip. No, no, no. Yeah. What, what, what's the, what's the really, uh, an orchid. An orchid. It was always like yeah, an orchid yeah, 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 yeah. and then like the top of someone's head. Yeah. yeah, yeah You yeah, know, yeah. and it was thinking about like, um, even if the space is open to the public, you know, it is, how do you feel confident in walking through that door? Right. And if your art space isn't doing that necessarily, then I think, you know, you have to keep working towards that, right? Yeah. And, and and I think even thinking about Bloomsbury, like, you know, that's it's a it's a world apart from South London. Yeah. It's a it's a world apart from um, you know, folks living in zone three or whatever. You yeah. know, I mean Bloomsbury is not I mean Bloomsbury is not a a uh, you know a, a neighborhood you would think like oh let's you know I don't have a lot of money let's go yeah let's go and hang out there <coughs> <coughs> so it always just comes comes back to that um, I think though it's like you know it, it's tricky because with the big institutions you're also still I think they're asking those questions, but it's kind of like, at the end of the day, when you are an institution, it's like that comes with those associations, and and I don't yeah. know, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: no, 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 no. I no, I agree, and I think, and I think, and I think also, there's so many more uh, hurdles you have to go through yeah. to get to that get to that point. Um, I think, I think it's, I think it's just. I, I don't know. I think, like for me, just the whole the whole idea um, of art is really difficult for people to kind of feel comfortable to go into. Like, I always, I always do the classic thing that I say to people is like, everyone can draw, and I was like, oh no, I don't. And I was like, no, no, everyone can draw. Like the way that you do it is going to be your practice. Right, That's the thing. Right. Right. But I think we're so used to just being told it has to be like this it has to be like that it has to be like that and that's the thing that I think is just so difficult now in uh well, it always has been I guess but um, I just want more people just to feel comfortable just to create mm, things yeah and just do it I think this is and it doesn't have to be like I think the big part for me is like everything that I make is never really there to like sell Mm. If it does, fantastic. But like the majority of the things, like the stuff that I, I've done with Jacob and the other art pieces, like they're not really like they're big, big paintings or um, or vases like through vases that we we did like urns. Sorry, they were urns, but um, like it wasn't really anything. Like it's it's like it's like an element of like when you make a uh, performative art, like
0: how do you sell that? creativity as a force and
1: and 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 creating that as instead of it just doing and that's and i think that's i think that's also probably a, a part about not going and doing it in an academic way because i'm only i'm only doing anything that i'm doing just because i love it
0: yeah and once i don't i stop doing it i think do you think the world of i mean i've always thought of kind of the world of artist books as this place like I think when, when, you know, I was starting Endless Editions with Paul John, it was, you know, we always had this, like, you know, it was built into the name, like, you know, we want to be able to kind of like make work with everyone, right? And it's, and there shouldn't be barriers to get into that. And artist books being kind of, kind of inexpensive to make, but then also inexpensive to, or, kind of accessible to circulate like someone always has a point of reference to a book yeah you know or a comic or something like that that it seems like easier to um to approach i think i think yeah you know getting back to this it's like it's difficult to think about where your work stands um just given the way um yeah the market is kind of constructed around it so, like, photographers have outlets in working in fashion and working in commercial stuff. Like, cer- ceramicists can kind of, like, have a craft thing about their work. Like, it's really... But, but, I, I, but, but there's
1: a, there's a uh, with, like, ceramicists and stuff, like, there's a fit for purpose. Right. Like you can technically make, like, you can make something that, that you can make a bowl. Like mm-hmm. you can make some ceramic art, which is not use, um, fit for use, but you can also make a bowl. Like yeah, at the you know same I mean? time, I like...
0: I do think painting is useful, right? Sure. Absolutely, right. But I just think it's uh, its utility is is hard to kind of like put into tangible. That's exactly it. Words, but it yeah. it, it is still like within the, it it's still this you know within the regulation of pictures. Yeah. Right. And I, I think, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a weird moment. Um, I wanted to quickly get back to the accessibility thing because I was thinking about recently, um, going to an auction house. Okay. And, um, to see the, I think it was like the, must've been like the summer. it, It was like during master's week or something. Okay. Yeah. And, um, it's like you never think about this, but you can just walk into the auction houses and look at the exhibitions. Yes, right. Well, I, I got, I got, I got a Christie's book
1: that's um, that's the it's the book of all the pieces that are going to be auctioned. Oh
0: yeah, the, the auction amazing. catalog. I have an auction catalog. The case. auction catalogs are so like
1: my my mum used to get the Richard Green ones, mm. um, which is always very like classical art. Um, and they're like they're more inspirational than a lot of just like art books or magazines yeah because so it's weird. just like this body of work that's just like there like mm. it's
0: like like I think there's a there's an element to it where it's like you know art market like markets are evil yeah but it's like people want you, you know, we could talk forever about like the value that's put on a work, but yeah. ultimately people want pretty, like people tend to want good artwork or like artworks that are um either, you know, historically important or, yeah. or beautiful. Right. For lack of a better word. Yeah. But what was interesting was not necessarily just being able to walk in to see the exhibitions was the fact that there was an auction happening oh, at that nice. time And then this is a really, this is a really interesting point. So I walked in to the auction room, right? And just was watching the auction happen. Nobody asked me a single question, stood at the back. A female friend of mine tried to do the same thing and got told that she couldn't come in. And, really? and I think it, it... Well, I say really in like a surprise thing. Well, but still, I think but still it, like, I'm a bit like... Well, I think it came down to the way we were dressed. I think it came to... And I, I did think about, like, as a white male... Yeah. Can just cruise into... Oh, uh, We're not even going to say the name of the auction house, yeah, right? Um for the best. Um, can just cruise into any auction and pretty much no one will ask a question. That is not the... Experience of most people no right um
1: yeah, and that 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 goes back to exactly what we've been talking about for the majority of the time, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, so cricket, tell me about. <laughs> yeah uh wait actually wait a minute no before we get there we're still gonna get there i actually wanted to talk to you about one other project that you've done so like also thinking about your illustration and yeah how it takes on a form in the world there's the soho yacht club soho yacht club can we talk a little bit about the soho so what is i know
1: i always you know (laughs) the thing thing is i i'm so like i'm so calm about it um and I always forget that it's not really a thing and when you hear it it's just the juxtaposition of it is just hilarious. Um Soho Yacht Club is a is a clothing brand. Yeah. Done by a good um, a good friend of mine, Ellis. basically a family friend like he's basically like my brother. Um, and um some other uh some other people that he works with that create it. Um it's a streetwear brand, really, really interesting. Um Soho Yacht Club, it is the it's the funny like part of being a is, where, where's your yacht in Soho like is, it's is there great.
0: is there an actual club that nope. like no no <laughs> yeah. no nope.
1: nope. but it's great I mean it's amazing and the, it's, and the and the clothing that they they've done is very yeah uh, it's very, it's, it's really really interesting um and it's something that we've always wanted to Ellis has always wanted to like have some of my like illustrations and art things in a project um so I was lucky enough to um do a uh, a design for him for his uh for one of his pieces um and it just came out really well like he he wanted he wanted luxury was the the term that he just he just gave me a brief which was literally just luxury and i was like (laughs) ellis need a little bit more i feel like i need a little bit more but uh but i guess i didn't because i just i did a few versions and he was like that that's the one that's the one nice um and yeah that was really that was really nice to see, and like it's the it's that classic one of you design something and you see it out in the world. It's such a such a lovely, lovely experience, you know. Yeah. For some, for someone that doesn't do that on the regular, you know, like it's just it's just a lovely it's a lovely thing. Like hopefully, in the future, we'll do some more, uh, some more things. Um, but it also has like put it the next stage for me. I think would be to do some sort of. Design merch Right Yeah Uh, I think that's a great idea Because also I think again Like Fashion has always been A massive part of my uh, My life Yeah Um, And I stepped away from it Because I disagreed with It just I I found And then This is just my opinion That a lot of like Fashion Didn't have enough Of a context Mm-hmm it just felt very one-dimensional and um, didn't feel like it was... There wasn't enough of a statement for something. and I, I, I don't mean all art has to have a statement, but it just... I don't know. It just felt sometimes people... They were just making stuff for the sake of making it. With, and it just, yeah. did, it just never felt like the creativity there was there. Like, it's changed a little bit, I guess, in certain aspects, and who knows, but... Um, I always struggled with that and that's why I kind of went away from it and wanted to go into a form where I went into more
0: actual art. Art, art, if you say. Fashion as an industry versus fashion as movements or... Exactly, exactly. Um,
1: But it's always been there. So I feel like hopefully in the future I can kind of do some more. But who knows?
0: I think it's great. Who knows? But um, just the, you know, one kind of last thing I wanted to just mention was a little bit of um your recent uh pivot into zines correct
1: <laughs> into zine making yeah thanks to thank thanks to you can yeah. we give a little
0: shout to baby
1: g baby grace <laughs> baby grace <laughs> what, a, what 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 fantastic like project to for us to kind of do really um like It's maybe the best thing I've ever worked it's, on. It's 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 definitely up there with one of the best things <laughs> I've ever done. Also that we created it in the space that we're we're talking now, created it one evening. Create the one whole dark the, evening. One dark evening, yeah, yeah. It was wild. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how we did it. But um yeah, so tell me about Baby G. Okay. So how did Baby G so, coming to existence? So it's also it's also really funny doing this to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are part of it. Like I'm, I'm i like I'm selling it to the person who, who is yeah. also
0: part of it. It's like sell me this pencil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it's my pencil.
1: Yeah. Um Basically, me and you we've always had the art part and the passion and the, the cop this this conversation here that we've had is no different to our whole conversations for our, our three year right. friendship like exactly. this is just <laughs> us just chit chatting find us at the pub we will stuff. this when we finish this conversation's got to keep going like <laughs> yes, it's not going to so, be so. any different yeah um but we always said that we wanted to do uh, some sort of zine. and uh for me it was always the the part of sport because you've you've done you've done a lot of things with uh, uh, with the kind of uh, weightlifting and all, all of, the, all of yeah, that yeah sports scenes and, exactly yeah. so um, I've always had a big passion with cricket my grandpa taught me how to play cricket we used to have a season ticket back in, uh, in Trent Bridge a big, um, uh, big stadium in Nottingham like a really like old school cricket stadium like up there with like Lords and Oval and all of that yeah um, so cricket was always has always been a massive part of my life. Um and I always saw a comparison to uh to baseball. I just like it just initially a bat game, bat and ball game. Right. Uh but also It's as simple as that. It's literally as simple as that. And it was and it's really long. Yeah. Literally both of them, the way that I see it, is exactly. and, and, and there's also a bit that that's the reason why people hate it.
0: Right, great. it's too long. Do you think podcasting is like baseball and cricket? Because it's or at least at, this podcast. And this is, one, yeah. for sure, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and,
1: yeah. And it's the reason why we're doing it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. The reason why we're doing it. Um. So yeah, so so your side of the New York baseball part, and then my cricket, just felt like it was going to be a good cohesion. And it absolutely was. Yeah. And um, the way that we did it was one night. Uh, it's in the calendar. In the calendar, it's there. Like the, yeah. the date. Which is I think.
0: It, I think it was February. Yeah. It's like it's there, like fe- it's like
1: February, like the twelfth or something yeah, like exactly. that. Um, we we stayed here and just uh, had some lovely wine. <laughs> I think. Um, and um, and came up with the concept. And the concepts became. Uh, a calendar about um, W.G. Grace who is classed as one of the greatest cricket players of all time back in the 1800s um and Babe Ruth
0: arguably Babe the, the Babe Ruth, the Babe Ruth yeah. arguably
1: the greatest baseball player of all time and they had one year where they were both playing professionally um, it was WG Grace, last babes first, and it just felt it was just one of those moments which which we do a lot anyway, where it's just like, <laughs> do we just make a thing? Yeah, did this it's, happen? It's just perfect.
0: Yeah, did like, this happen?
1: <laughs> so then we thought, let's do it on that year, which is 1914 that lovely year that lovely year some, some 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 things happened June
0: there. 6th 1914 Elephant Day at Fenway Park big
1: big, <laughs> big big moment
0: big moment so we created a calendar
1: of that year and it was it, it it actually made a lot of sense like it basically that is my practice what we did there is my art practice mm. which is less about a moment to kind of like overly think about something initially but then retracting it and looking at what has been created sure. and looking at where I think that fits into um, the movement the, the art, the art yeah. piece, the society wh- whatever that is and that's where we were creasing up about it and finding right. all these imageries and finding all those things but then we went into 1914 and you see the The kind of craziness of the war Yeah And you see the suffragettes Right And you see there's these little pockets in there
0: That are just so uh, So poignant Yeah to me it's almost like the zine not to just be like we made such a good zine, yeah I know this is, this is <laughs> hilarious yeah, I apologize to anyone who's got this far yeah, as well uh, there's like the... one person yeah yeah, there, yeah 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 like oh, but, oh, oh um, god yeah it's like okay now yeah. now now they're really to their own <laughs> yeah, horn exactly. this is a bit too much they're just like I, I'm just gonna turn this off right? yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know what else why we're so great yeah exactly <laughs> this is uh this is the bit that Eric Hansen's gonna be like, I definitely didn't listen to this. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but I think thinking back to the zine, yeah and I, and, and I think this is uh this is an interesting way of working for me too is like the zine to me actually is sort of like research in real time yeah um which uh is documented in this thing like it's it, I don't even think we necessarily. Came into it thinking about we need to make this product, no. but I actually think it is our finding connections to 2000 or to you know to this year yeah. and the year of uh, 1914, and it just seems to me the suffragette movement that year. And um, I wish I had the scene right I in know, front of me, but um, but there is now uh, there's going to be one in a box down. That's not going to be the full one. Let me grab one. I definitely have one. <laughs> we gotta talk about this shit, uh, let us. Uh, okay. I think this might be the last topic. Oh yeah, I think
1: it's probably, it's probably, it's probably for the best, Trevor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the my, my favorite yeah what's what's so 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 for for
0: people actually for the the listeners for the listeners january 13th was the 109 year (laughs) anniversary (laughs) of of just the year that this was the in 109 years, years a calendar will be created to, to commemorate W. G. Grace and Babe Ruth, which I just think is just fantastic. <laughs> the um, so I think w- where it starts to kind of hit home for me is actually, um, oh my God, there was the there was the Titanic uh, submarine yeah. that got lost this year, yeah, and um, we have the HMHS Britannic is launched from Harland and Wolf shipyard in Belfast, yeah right I mean unbelievable there's also um, um, I think with the suffragette the suffragette stuff,
1: things that I w- what I think was really interesting because we, we had to do a lot of research for it to
0: like look at just what was happening was um, Mary Richardson damages Velasquez's uh, by Venus at the National Gallery London and I'm actually thinking about how that, that was the
1: stuff that I thought was really interesting was the stuff that was like the uh, not just that it's important to see what the the protests. Right, we see the protests, and at the time when we were doing it, you had a lot of the, uh, the just stuff, oil. oil stuff, right? And so I think that was that was definitely that was definitely there. Um, I think what I think what's just like, of course, the nineteen fourteen and the uh, watching it uh, kind of happen in in the time on the calendar and just seeing like. Like of course, my my one that I will always show anybody is when you've got the British Empire declares war on the German Empire yeah. on the fourth of fourth of August, but on that day as well, Surrey defeated Lancashire by an innings and two runs. <laughs> just so like, just in case, Stanley just went. just because because that was still happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, int- I, I, I think, yeah. I think I think I think I think as well. Like it. It's a. Uh, it's. It's like I'm 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 super I'm I'm really proud of it, um, but I also kind of love that uh, anyone can take it how they want to take it because it's kind of funny, yeah. It's kind of stupid. Like it's pretty and, and it's stupid. and it's it's us. It's us. It's it's, it's literally us in a thing. Yeah. It's like there's thoughtfulness to it there, which has accidentally happened. Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> um, by accident. But 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 then came into came into a part that actually became something more and it's also you can look into it as much as you want to and actually and it might be a very pretentious thing to say <laughs> but it's like it's how art should be mm. in a way of being like you see a painting you see a piece or whatever it is you take as much as you want from that
0: yeah like yeah.
1: um uh, a friend of mine uh, i showed i showed her um and she just did not get it no She Some like Some people really she, like, don't And she get like it, didn't yeah. know She like It was It's uh, very Early on in our friendship And I think She uh, Looked at this And was just like Is this the shit that you do? <laughs> is this it? This is your This is your art? I know and, like really Like kind of like She's like She's from Texas So it's like yeah. Kind of quite Quite Feisty I guess Yeah, yeah. Um, But She fully Was just like What? And like and, and it like for me, I kind of loved it because I was just like, "Do you know what? Take that how you want." Like, I could I could try and sell you this thing, but if that's what you're gonna see, that that's sure. okay. Like right. that's that's fine because do you know what? When it comes down to it, it's kind of a a, a funny calendar that has some poignant marks in it, but it's as much as you want to take from it. Mm,
0: yeah, you know, and that's I, I I like that. Yeah, there there's um there when I was doing sports back in the day. Um there were people who would love it. You know, they were like yeah. and um someone told me that uh at the endless editions table at a book fair in the last couple of years, someone came up to ask about issue number one of sports, which I made in a very similar way to this with yeah. my buddy PJ and 2014 and we wow. sold it in a, a shoe box at yeah. a basketball court and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and um someone said i've i've been really trying to find this i saw it in tokyo at a um wow. at an art bookstore and it was going for like 75 pounds wow which is insane Yeah, so it's like sometimes yeah. it really resonates with people and sometimes it just doesn't but yeah. i think the main i think the main thing with this project is um is you know people measure time in, in interesting ways and yeah. I think the the thing I've always found interesting about sports is not necessarily the sport itself but the way it is a it is a cultural industry in a way and and, and it's um, we measure time through it and and people yeah. have a connection to it that that uh, is completely contextual
1: yeah. And, right. and it's, and it is, it's held in that realm. Yeah. And it's that culture and it's that subculture going back to Northern Seoul. Hey. Boom, all the way, bringing <laughs> all it the all the way back, all the way back. It's a subculture. And uh, that's the most interesting part of it is that it stays in its own bubble, really. Yeah. Um, and some people will get it. Other people won't. And that's all right. Yeah, that's a whole part of it.
0: So before we wrap it up today, where can people listen to your music? So you've got Frank Radio.
1: Radio. Uh, So we have a monthly slot on Ballamy. Shout out to James at Ballamy, absolute legend. Um, So we do that. I think it's the last Tuesday of every month. Excellent. Nice little lunchtime set, one till three. Um, But you can listen back. On SoundCloud or Mixcloud, all of those, all of those spots. Um, we also have a show on Loose FM. Um, again, amazing guys that are looking to kind of expand their radio station and things, which is really exciting. They're just trying to get funding at the moment and doing some like um, uh, uh, crowd uh, crowdfunding and things. Um, but yeah, we have that. That's a bit more sporadic. Um, But you can find it all on our Instagram, um, which I'm really bad at posting.
0: Really, really bad at posting. Is that just at Frank Radio? It's
1: it's Frank Radio Broadcast. Right. Because initially I called it Frank Radio Broadcast because I didn't think it was going to be a thing. Right. The name's way too long. Right. Um, But everyone just calls it Frank Radio. Um, But then with the other things... uh, Sometimes put on events at the Rubicon.
0: Um shout out to the so, Rubes. Yeah,
1: Michael Lewis. Um giving us a space legends. to be able to do that. Absolute legends and giving us a space to do like live events, which has which has been incredible. Um but also playing out a lot of the time in London. Um mainly little bars, nice little vibe. All yep. vinyl, just little, very pretentious. Good date but night. Yeah. You know what? Good date night. Good, Good date, date night. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can, you can vouch for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of yeah. We just kind of keep an eye on it. We're still, still doing lots of things. Like I want to put on more events. That's the next thing for me, I think. Um, and uh, work with a few different people. So hopefully, it will get. Just keep going. Like I just do it because I love it, and yeah, it's man. just kind of all slightly just like happened but I guess it all revolves around that I've always loved doing it I've always loved music so it just makes sense
0: to where we are now well I can definitely tell that thanks for coming on the show buddy thank you very much thanks for having me All right. that was the legendary Fabio Coverini. thank you for coming on the show Fabs I have been listening to podcasts on my new Android on Pocket Casts And guess what? Into the Paint is on Pocket Casts, so there's no excuse for you to not be sharing the show because it's literally available wherever you find your podcasts. Remember that you can find Frank Radio on Valamy, Loose FM. You can see them in person all around London. Go and check them out. Give us a follow on Instagram at IntoThePaint underscore podcasts. We have a lot of great guests coming up. Looking forward to sharing all those interviews with you, and I will catch you soon.